constant upheaval is because it, it feeds these shape-shifting lizard people. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grimerica Show. We're going to be chatting about YouTube censorship and all sorts of stuff like that with Isaac Weishop a little bit later. He was recently censored. Um, yeah, we're going to do that about half an hour. You can skip this course by checking the show notes and clicking the timestamp. And right now we got the one and only Graham Intolerant Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? Alt writing it up. Nothing. <laughs> Speechless. Speaking of censorship, Alex Jones. So since we had this interview with Isaac, which I think was after Alex was kicked off of YouTube, uh, and his the only thing that was available was his app. I remember. We've been talking about how that could be like it's gone now. A way to increase the popularity. It's gone now. Huh. So is that is that still is he still a shill if his app gets taken away too and now he's his only reach is through his own shit? That's oh, gone, yeah. Right? They kicked him out of the app store. What was their Wow, it's a complete takedown of Alex Jones. But his RSS feed's still here. So you can get it manually through your podcast feed then, still? I can still get it on Overcast. September 12th, that's today, right? So I'm still getting... Actually, I got to unsubscribe to this because I, I subscribed to it last time to check and he just releases an insane amount of content. So now you're going to unsubscribe? Yeah. Instead of listening? How do I fit fucking five hours of Alex Jones into my day-to-day? Can't do it. <clears throat> Now without abandoning everything else. Too busy. Too much other good stuff to listen to to fill it up with Alex Jones. So what do you got? What have you been up to? You been sea setting in? Getting your sea no, setting on? This weekend. Or fucking, it's going to be cold. This weekend. Cold yeah. as a motherfucker. It's going to snow. Uh, friend Celia, though, finished off her handbook, though. She wrote the whole handbook, and that's You're out. You're going to read it? I might. How long? How many pages? It's, it's pretty big. A couple pages? hundred pages, probably. A couple hundred pages, you're going to narrate it? <clears throat> Maybe. How many takes? Just go for Zero. it? Zero. Hmm. You're not going to like how that turns out. It's, uh... It'll be fine as long as you just don't. It's only 136 pages, so it's not too bad. That'd probably be, I bet you, like, fucking four hours. Three and a half hours, four hours. No, 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 I think it's closer to six. 200 pages is six hours. I think I put it in my voice dream, and if I read it at that pace, it would be six hours or seven hours. If you read it at this pace. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got? Well, have you been hearing about this solar observatory shutdown Ooh, and all this stuff? Just like, from you. Just from me. Well, I heard about it from my and buddy Jerry. Mike, and then Jerry was talking about it in the chats. And Mike, my, Mike called me today. He says, you know what might have happened is 
He thinks that maybe China broke in, hacked into their system, and they're spying on the White Sands, apparently, which is next door. So it's like a, and then they had to shut it down. I'm like, I don't know about that. I said, then why is, uh, why yeah, is, talking uh, to your fucking mic on episode 300. Why is spaceweather.eu down then, too? That's kind of weird coincidence that that's down. Is it down? Let's check. It was. Spaceweather.eu. I got a fact check done up on the fly. It's probably up now. <laughs> Disclaimer. No, but, it, you know, something's know, going on. I don't know, man. Something's going on. Temporary unavailable. For more information, please contact the Royal Observatory And I think multiple solar observatories were shut down. So, I don't know. Was it a, like What's a the CME other one thing done? or a UFO thing? I mean, of course, there's, you know, extreme It could be down just because now. there's a some sort of... A, a local incident or something. I think. Or a solar flare of some kind. Well, like Jerry was saying in our chats... wreck the equipment. Like Jerry was saying in our chats... Um, Jerry the Shell. Jerry the Shell, yeah. What's his, uh, he's got a podcast. We should p- plug his podcast. The Hive and, and, uh, and uh, Nox. The Dream on Nox Mente. Nox Mente. And he's now put that in podcast form, I think, so that'll be excellent. easier for us to digest, us non-YouTubers. YouTubing. So he was saying there was a bunch of, like, there was, I think, the, the police called. It seemed like a local incident with all the, the, the fear around there, so wasn't just like they secretly whisked everybody away and shut it down, you know? Mm, I guess we'll find out. I don't think it's the end of the world. Probably not. Never seems to be. Anything jingle-worthy? I haven't played a jingle in a while. I'm going to play, you know what? I'm going to play this one. Gonna go to the Facebook page here in rare form. <clears throat> Ever since our buddy Lee from the UK started posting shit on the Facebook page, he's been getting a lot of hype. So we got What Would You Do If You Could Lucid Dream? Graham Dunlop, quote, It's all brothels and flying. I didn't say that, did I? Apparently you said that in episode 188. 188, eh? yeah. wow. Uh from Shannon, I'd find out where the chemtrail chem factories are for Graham and I. There you go. From Reese, you're, you're, I'm the same. It's all sex and drugs and rock and roll. From Tom, Graham essentially described mine. <laughs> From Nick, I've had several youth lucid dreams throughout my life. Usually I wake myself up. Now I know better. Next time it happens, I'm either going to try to sit down and meditate or try some other method of astral projection. It's been several months since I've been waiting for it to happen again. No luck yet. From Zach, those sound good to me. Uh, From Mary Beth, does anyone half lucid dream? Like one half of your brain is invested and experiences the sight, sounds, emotions, and the other half is rational, knowing none of it is real? Isn't that basically... Lucid dreaming? Is that half lucid dreaming or just lucid dreaming? I don't know. 
just because you're not listening. I do this pretty often, especially if I'm having a weight mare. I'm in the service industry, so I often have work-themed nightmares. One half of my brain buys into the stress, worry, and obligation to do my job, but the other half is like, wake up, these people aren't even real. Fuck these assholes. Walk away. Sometimes I can walk away oops, and start another dream or wake up, and other times I keep going. That's a lot of Facebook feedback. From our friend, he gets tons of comments. It's unbelievable. The one thing he got, he got 105 comments. Wow. Unbelievable. Too bad we can't afford to pay him because nobody supports the show. <laughs> uh, from friend of the show and one-time guest, Forrest Neal, Darren and Graham are the greatest podcasting duo on the internet. Oh, thanks, buddy. I forget what episode he was on, but... Graham in mid-200s, maybe? Graham will link it in the show notes. Uh, from Brandy, I love a good orgy as much as the next guy but I would ask to be shown something I need to see as per Robert Wagner's suggestion. I think Robert Wagner was pre-numbers. Yeah, probably. Grandma liked that in the show notes too. Oh, come on, dude. From Lance, when I lucid dream, I often wake up, then lay back in the original waking position and get back into the same dream and can direct it along the original theme of the dream, most often flying. That happens sometimes. That was a real convoluted I can do that right? sometimes. Yeah. You understood what he said? Yeah, totally. That's the difference between you and your... Uh, from the uh, number one guest rec recommender, our buddy Clint P. He's up in Red Deer, isn't he? Lucid dream slash out of body. It is a shame Robert Monroe is not still with us. Imagine the talk that it would have been with Grimerica. Mm -hmm. From Barbara. I went to a full Nirvana concert once. Became nothing and everything in the space too and made peace with someone I needed to. Depends on the mood. Ha, 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 ha. See, that's not bad for one thing, right? For one post? Yeah, that's good. I think that's enough. We had the 82% the, uh, approval on the chemtrail poll. 82% of people are saying chemtrails are real. Wow. 18% are saying it's just condensation. Wow, that's pretty good. That is not bad. I do like the idea of spying on chemtrail factories and lucid dreaming. Now that would be, that'd be a good way to do it. Have you given any more thought to Grimerica branding your fucking re reality game so we can sell it? Reality game? You the mean the fucking D&D &D wrestling shit. It's not D&D, &D, it's wrestling. It's just a role-playing game for wrestlers. It's the same thing. Have you given anything about Grimericizing? No, I haven't thought about it. I just thought about we should play it one day. That's all. We keep okay, talking about play it. it but, we'll play it. You know, one day we have a bit of time. We'll play it on the black budget. Okay. And then we'll sell it. Sure. <laughs> 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 just think of marketing ideas all the time. So what do you got? Well, um, you well speaking of this whole, uh, this whole solar shutdown and all that, and then all the crazy conspiracy theories going out about... Uh, you know, about it being obviously a big sighting of some sort of craft or something like that. Well, I heard comets. Comet or, or destruction of the earth via cometary impact and stuff like that. I don't think they'd tell us. <clears throat> I have a... Uh, if it was my decision to make, I wouldn't tell you. Oh, this fly in here is driving me nuts. What do you think? Would you say if you knew if they told you, like, comet's going to hit the earth, you can't tell anyone? Did you start telling people? Uh, I don't know. 
Would you? I don't know. I'd tell my family. I guess. You don't want to tell too many people. I think it'd get crazy. When I think of some of the people I know and the shit they might do if they knew that at the fucking there was only two weeks left, it'd get pretty out of hand. Yeah. Definitely. Anywho, let's do this. <laughs> going deep. It's a profound I just had the other thing Words to ponder and critique. It's a profound UFO quote of the week. You have. Oops. UFOs are real. I myself had an experience of this sort in 1951. It was a yellowish silver disc with deep red edges moving at high speed of an altitude of some 500 meters. And that was Vice Commodore Oscar Barrio of the Argentinian Defense. Argentina. Yeah. But what's the date? Uh, 1951. Ooh, just after World War II when the Nazis were down there. <clears throat> that was probably Hitler himself. Oh, this is... My, really, my computer is really fucking frustrating me right now. Oh, there it is. Okay, so this is a... This is... You want me to read this? This is interesting, and it kind of fits in with the whole thing that's been going on with these solar ob observ observatories. The following draft was written. It was a speech written by Dr. Stephen Greer, who requested by two separate points of contact to tr this is uh, what the fuck? to President Trump and President Putin. So this, this is a letter to those. This is for them to read. For Trump and Putin? Yeah. From who? Read, from Greer. Ugh. What? The two contacts do not know each other, but both requests were made over a few weeks in the spring of 2018. Dr. Greer wrote this speech as a draft template that could be adapted by any world leader to announce that we are not alone in the universe and have had contact with ETs. So Greer sent this to Trump and Putin. I think so, yeah. You may forward this speech to leaders in your own country and resend and request that President Trump and Putin collaborate on such an announcement in coordination with the UN and other world leaders in China, the EU, and elsewhere. Thank you. That's the end of the letter. No, no, no. You want me to read it? <laughs> yeah, I want you to read the letter. My fellow Americans, my fellow Russians, and all the citizens of the earth, it has come to our attention that extraterrestrial civilizations of great technological advancement have been visiting the earth for some time. While their presence likely dates from very ancient times, the modern era since World War II has seen a large increase in sightings and interactions with these advanced life forms and their spacecraft. It must be emphasized that they appear to pose no threat to humanity or Earth, but instead are quite concerned about our own unchecked war-making capabilities and violence, combined with our early attempts at the exploration of space. Since the dawn of the nuclear era, these extraterrestrial civilizations nuclear. have made concerted efforts to do reconnaissance at all known space and nuclear facilities. In some cases, these facilities have been penetrated by ET craft and are nuclear that better mm -hmm. missiles rendered inoperable such incursions appear designated to warn us not to use these world destroying nuclear weapons and are not acts of hostility they, they also appear concerned with the rapid decay of our biosphere and environment and the extinction of many species on earth since world war ii there have been extremely secretive programs studying the energy communication and propulsion systems of these et aircraft 
Actually, it says spacecraft, not aircraft. It is time for us to disclose these momentous scientific findings to you. These technologies have the potential, if only used for peaceful purposes, to give us a new and sustainable civilization on Earth, free of poverty and pollution, within a generation. However, if used for destructive and violent purposes, these same technologies could end our civilization. For this and other reasons, the strictest secrecy has surrounded the study of these ET technologies. Let me keep going. But the time has arrived for the truth to be known. We are not alone in the universe. And it is time for humanity to become a mature, peaceful civilization and take its place in the cosmos with the other advanced peoples from other star systems. To this end, I call on the world community, other world leaders, and all the people of Earth to come together and begin this new era on Earth. We must make open, peaceful contact and initiate diplomatic ties to these other worlds. We must do this as children of Earth and not just one nation. All nations and people of Earth must be represented and empowered in this process. We must commit to keeping all weapons out of space and going only into space for peaceful purposes that benefit all of humanity. We must bring forth <laughs> these advanced energy and propulsion technologies so the world's environment and pe people benefit. We must all agree to never allow these new technologies to be used as weapons of war. And we must commit our amongst ourselves that if any nation or group attempts to use these technologies for violent or destructive purposes, that every nation and people on earth will rise up to immediately stop it. Immediately? We face a choice. If we do nothing, our environment and civilization will degrade and we will face extinction. If we use this new knowledge and science for war and destruction, we, sh we will surely also perish. But if we establish a world of peace, humanity can now advance as a civilization that is sustainable, just, and worthy of exploring the universe. This is the singular and great challenge of our generation to establish world peace and to create a new sustainable civilization. And once we achieve this foundation of peace and justice, we have learned that these other worlds will welcome us into the cosmos with open arms and hearts. So my fellow citizens of earth, let us work together to achieve the destiny of humanity an enlightened peaceful world that joins her place among the other people of the cosmos. For this is the only possible good future for humanity. It is time for us to unite as a people and create the good future now. I couldn't get the, I can't get any of the effects to work. Well, Otherwise, you don't even care about the content. No, hey, you it lost just, me after yeah, the first like, like, I was just trying to like deepen your voice. Like, like, blah, 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 blah. That's it. You're just playing around with the settings. You're not even Hey, I dialed you in. You're sounding sexy. Uh, All right, relax. What do you think? Should Putin and Trump read that to the world? No, Fuck no. I wouldn't. No. Why? That's it's just... reckless. It's there's reckless. too much. There's too much speculation in it. He's he's the beginning of the letter. He's talking like he's had contact and knows what the aliens want. When I've had he contact. has, he has had contact. I've That's had contact. the thing. I will have you, contact again on Saturday. You've you not communicated with, with them. You want to? Well, we have by flashing lights and stuff. Yeah. So you know what their intentions are by that. Lasers and well, they would have killed us if they were bad. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen the Hollywood movies? <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> we 
had the new moon, dark sky, which is great. <laughs> had a plan, <laughs> pitched a tent, went back there for the night. Crystal clear, darkest night. Decided to read that meditation, did the singing bowl, and that shit starts That's happening. Pow, pow, pow. Okay, all right. We started seeing flash bulbs. Streakers okay. coming down. Graham okay. Dunlop. Okay. Is, what are you doing? He said it. Okay, okay. Graham Dunlop. Come on. He said it. Start. Blubbity, blubbity, blah. Blubbity, blubbity, blah. You want to you want to turn it up a notch or down yeah, a notch, depending on what you. So I got this great email. I'm gonna talk to you guys about this because we we talked about it a little bit before when we were kind of live, but before this uh, this happened here. Let's see. So this is uh, diagnosing intolerance. As a mental illness. So I'll need your attention for this one. Okay, gotcha. Full attention. So this is from our um, friend and listener, Cody. And he says the thought p- police are at it again. And he's looking, linking to a, a, pub, a PubMed article about stuff like intolerance and racism and sexism being diagnosed as a cycle. You're in trouble, buddy. I am fucking tolerant of everybody, dude. Lots no, of love no, in my no, heart. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen to Brody's little giggle over there. Well, you're not lying. <clears throat> Just super intolerant. <laughs> I'm not lying. There you go. So, anyways, uh, let's see here. This paper. They pepper it up with racism, sexism, and homophobia, but the backbone of the journal is that any act of intolerance or saying that things that make people feel bad could be a form of moral, of mental illness. So if I make you feel bad, then you're a psychopath and you need to be medical, medicalized. Well, there you go. So you just made me feel bad. <laughs> you made me feel like property by pointing at me. And you now need now, to be. I want you fucking. I need institu- you on meds. I need you. Here's a prescription for some fucking Prozac. You got to be more tolerant. <laughs> no, I'm- I need you fucking institutionalized. So I said, maybe we talk about it on the show. He says, it'd, it'd be great to hear you guys talk about it on the show. I've been trying to send this link to every podcast I listen to. It's definitely scary. If they can make intolerance a mental illness, they can start forcing who knows what kind of drugs on almost anyone they want. Can you imagine if this becomes mainstream? How will it, in, how will it impact children? Oh, shit. Imagine what diagnosing a child with this disorder would do to them for the rest of their lives. People who reject mainstream narratives can be deemed intolerant. The slippery slope of this diagnosis slides right into Orwell's greatest nightmares. Soma, baby. So I do have, uh, I do have some, um, some stuff here to read it. So this is like the actual paper from John Hopkins University. It's quite a few years ago, but they're pushing towards it getting into that medical journal that, uh, what do they call it again? There's an acronym for that journal. FUK. Intolerance and psychopathology toward a general diagnosis for racism, sexism, and homophobia. And like he's saying, that's it's couched in that, but really when it comes down to the end here, so I'll, I'll read a couple paragraphs because it's talking about, you know, it's hard to diagnose racist people and stuff like that in the current system. So they want to bring up some more categories. 
So they talk about, uh, where's this one here? So they're talking about applying the disease model to racism. So that's like, that's very challenging because it, uh, it diminishes. Oh, you're because <laughs> it, it doesn't fit. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's obvious. You're but, like trying to but, fit a square through a circle. Yeah. They're saying it diminishes the po- uh, possibility of public de- debate and obviously it depolarizes politicizes racism as a public issue and it leaves the organization of racial advantage in America. Oh, hang on a second. I don't want to read that part so much as uh, Ooh, a little bit of reverb. Sounds good. Okay. I'm going to go back to this paragraph here. That's way too much though. So we argue that attempts to classify and treat attitudes and behaviors associated with racism, sexism, and homophobia do not preclude the continued endeavor of public and social policy redress. On the contrary, recognition that the mental health community can impact such social problems as racism is one way to address inequalities in the broader society. So it says the nature of intolerance. That's that's interesting. Even the most cursory study of world history confirms the destructiveness of intolerance, and it talks about, you know, the Third Reich and the Spanish Inquisition. But it says here... It's not limited to sexism and racism. It can be toward a particular religion, culture, or subculture as well. I'm having fun. So their answer to intolerance isn't education, it's It's drugs? It's meds, yeah. It's identifying you as not accepting. I was trying to find the actual quote where it talks about not accepting, like, basically the cultural paradigm. That's... So here, I'll read this part. Adaptive inflexibility refers to a tendency to relate to self and cope with the environment through inappropriately rigid and uniformed applied strategies. The individual seeks to control the environment so the behaviors beyond beyond limited behavioral repertoire are unnecessary. Tenuous stability, a weak ego... Strength has one of its feet. What does it say? Has has one of its features the tendency to revert to pathological ways of coping, and to distorted perceptions of reality when faced with stress or unresolved conflicts. So, <clears throat> it almost I'll, sounds like they're trying to justify behavioral therapy. Yeah, or behavioral behavioral modification therapy. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to shock crazy. you for that. Because a lot of country, countries are making that illegal. The development and perpetuation of IPD may be considered from a psychosocial perspective that examines the interaction of individual development, social influences, and empathy. A critical character, characteristic in the development of the self is the ability of the individual to take the attitude of the other or to be able to have empathy for another. But, you know... Who says we have to have empathy for people making laws in the government? And like, that's part of, aren't you supposed to be able to, with free speech, disagree with stuff like that? I think you are, yeah. So now if you disagree, you're you're dissenting and you're um, intolerant. And they're going to go. Well, I think you can disagree with someone and also have empathy towards them. Totally. But who's, that's the, that's the, that's the crux of the problem. Who's going to decide that? Not, you know, not some medical professional i hope yeah exactly because how do you make a claim like that without like unless you can definitively prove that intolerance is like a chemical imbalance in your brain that can be fixed with medication i don't i don't think you can 
put forward. They're just going to observe you and they're like, you need fucking meds. I seen you being racist to him. We got all these implications here. We got these tweets. You tweeted this. Yeah. You said this. You Facebook posted that. We're going to fucking med you up. In some cases, treating persons with IPD may incorporate cognitive approaches, integrating with other therapies that can address traumatic or existential implications of intolerance. In this context, intolerance can be viewed as a kind of defense against change, acting as a fourth of a form of self-protection. Intolerance then stems from a person's belief system that identifies a person or situation as potentially harmful or threatening. Now you're leaning into it. Intolerance as a defense protects individuals from a perceived threat and prevents them from interacting with persons deemed as intolerant or different. Social credit, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a crazy that's crazy. You can't live in this apartment complex. You're only a six. As in the case of antisocial and narcissistic disorders, there are many persons around the world who are being harmed by the intolerant person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being harmed by your intolerance. Is this something I I can sue for? What? (laughs) What what is that? You know, can I sue you for your intolerance? It probably would come to that if this ever got that far. You can sue someone for everyone else. You can else. sue me for harming you and hate speeching you and stuff. And I'm because I'm being intolerant. And you can push this this new diagnostic tool. Ten years in the towards gulag. my therapy, and I can get prescribed some more drugs that cause anal leakage and other side effects. Anal leakage like too many potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually on a brand of potato chips. It says it. Uh, I can't remember which one though. Anyways, I'll save the rest of the stuff for uh, for next time. Well, I'm glad I found the new effects thing so I can digitize your voice. Were you able to hear all that? Yeah, it was super distracting. Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're not paying attention. You're just playing around with settings and stuff. Why? Like, this, people are going to be hearing this later on in a podcast form. It's not like we're just fucking playing around in studio. We're actually putting this out there. Well, it's live, too. So Yeah. Um. Well, I was just, I've never figured out how to use it. It was time. I was hoping to get the Dark Lord going thing going on when you were reading Greer's speech. Thanks. Dude, Should have been the Lord of Light. I mean, it was all about love and peace and just the end. you guys just think it's, you know, no. not not good. No, I don't, I didn't say that. I just <laughs> no, think it was <laughs> reckless to make the claims. All the other stuff was good. Greer's the love and the love peace and, peace and the, as long as he's the come charge. together. All that stuff was great. That's one of the main arguments against him, Brody, is that he's, uh, He's always saying that he's very dogmatic about <laughs> that. There's no ETs that are doing harm, right? It's yeah. all about like the abductions is all like a deep state thing, and yeah, see. and it's all pe- like they're all love and peace. So a lot of people are saying, "Well, that's that's bullshit." There's har- harmful ones as well, probably. But I mean, yeah. I haven't yeah. I haven't seen the harmful ones personally. I mean, I don't know harmful spirits, harmful ETs. How do you how do you parse it all? I mean, I do think that, you know, the the world needs to wake up to other beings being out there. Well, I, I see, and this is where I think we disagree, is because I think people already have. It's just there's no official government acknowledgement, like acknowledgement. But anyone you talk to, ask them, and they're going to say they believe in aliens, or at least the possibility of it. 
Yeah, but I don't know if there's, that's always... Has it been like that over the last the few Christ, years, do you think? Or is it always religion. like, you know... Well, I don't know. Probably just within the last decade. Yeah, it seems anyway. to have shifted in the last decade. Yeah, like when I was a kid, that was probably a different story. But now, like, yeah, every almost anyone you talk to is going to say they at least believe in the possibility. Yeah, most of the other... I mean, there's a lot of other cultures that really are okay with the whole thing. I think we're kind of stuck here in North America and possibly Europe as well, just with the more of in the materialistic paradigm where, you know, like star people isn't a real, mm-hmm. a real thing, you know? I mean, I, a lot of the indigenous cultures and South America and I'm sure Asia as well and Africa probably have no problem with, you know. Well, a lot of those people have like a long ancient history yeah. that probably can be traced back to like physical contact possibly, yeah. but, but we don't We're only like 150 years old. Yeah. And I think we destroyed all the history when we came in, right? So, mm-hmm. so anyways, this is a great episode coming up with Isaac. I uh, hope we he's got doing a bag well. for money. Oh, yeah, we got to do that too. Yeah. And plug the live show. Oh, yeah. So we do, you know, we do live basically at some point every Wednesday. We try for Wednesday, and then there's other days that we have to squeeze in as there's well. And then station, we're on YouTube yeah, as well. Totally so we thought. have the. Talk, so much go house ahead. cleaning. Go ahead. There's a lot of housekeeping. The radio station, grandamerica.ca slash FM. Yeah. We got guys like OBDM and Cruising with Steak on there. Big shout out to Adam Loyal from Cat in the Box and the uh, now he should come on and talk to about know that. because he's kind of taking over station management and doing the schedule and all that. So it'll look good on his resume. Which he is should... good. It's not just repeating anymore, which is great. He's done bumpers and everything. He's wow. doing a great job over there. And I still just cut in live without telling anyone. Boom. Anyway, the OB, OBDM guys are fucking hilarious. Check yeah. out greatamerica.ca slash FM. Um, little, little fun little thing we've been doing. All cost money. <laughs> is why we need support. Greatamerica.ca slash support. Um, does help, guys. It really does help keep us. We don't want to do ads. We don't want to do paywalls. We don't really want to get into all that stuff. Uh, but we do need more support because... <clears throat> look, people are getting censored. Isaac taken no, down. True, Alex man. Jones look, so- is taken down. So if we get taken down, if we got taken down, we don't have a... Uh, no, we're not just using this as, as an excuse here, but Alex's uh, podcast app being taken down is pretty serious. Like that's the first... That we we've been talking about this for years where podcasting is kind of like the last platform of free speech, really. Where we can talk about this and we're not pretty much going to get censored like a YouTube or a Facebook thing. But now this is happening. Alex got taken out of iTunes, right? And out of his app got taken out as well. So he, he left yeah, so that he's for a Yeah, so he's going to go 100% self-sufficient now. Yeah. Which is... And I mean, we're talking about some crazy stuff too. We had this this episode with Isaac about the Illuminati and stuff. We talked to John Brisson about Pedogate. We had another one just recently with um, Opperman about pedophilia. I mean, there's some pretty touchy subjects we're talking about and these are the ones that seem to me to get people highlighted so if it happened to us today we'd be fucked so you know we need support to be you know like 10 times where it is now to be able to to honestly to to look at self-hosting everything and doing it reliably so that everything still downloads in a recent amount of time yeah we're not at one percent yet even no we're not even at one percent so, you know, we got a long way to go before we can consider starting to arm ourselves against that. But hopefully, you know, 
enough of you guys will head over to grandamerica.ca slash support, sign up for a weekly, monthly, yearly, go over to the Patreon, do a one-time donation, whatever you can do to sort of, uh, you know, help us sort of get ready, get self-sufficient, and maybe start to take this thing to the level that we're not so worried about getting shut off. And then we do have the Black Budget feed as well, which is extra content that you get with any donation at all, right? Yeah, that's right. And there's other ways as well, if you can't afford it, just review the and show, send something to the P.O. box, or send an email with a story or synchronicity or something like that. We can read. Yeah, the new websites are coming, so there's going to be forums and all sorts of stuff on there. And, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of new stuff for supporters coming, so it's a good time to start supporting the show. Yeah. America.ca slash support, guys. If you haven't yet, then why not now? Anyway, enjoy the chat. Well, we should, yeah, we'll leave it at that. It's fucking long. We got another interview in nine minutes. Okay. So that's it, guys. Enjoy the chat with Isaac. He's a gem. Great chat. Check out his, uh, I guess he doesn't have a YouTube anymore. Well, check out the show notes. Grandma will have all his info in there. Enjoy the chat. <laughs> Tonight we've got Isaac Weiss up here. He's the founder of IlluminatiWatcher.com. Sorry about that. And he's the host of Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture podcast. Uh, he's also written a couple of good books, and he must be on to something, probably unveiling the truth, since his YouTube channel has also been taken down, actually, before, before Mr. Jones's, and uh, they won't really tell him why. So uh, welcome to the show, Isaac. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate you giving me the time to plead my case. Oh, yeah, man, for sure. I mean, we wanted to have you on. We were going to have you on before. And then since then, I've been listening to your podcast. And and it's been very interesting because I started listening to some that were not too old, but old enough to be before before Alex got taken off YouTube. And you've you predicted that. Like you were saying, it's not long before they shut Alex down. And I don't know if you remember saying that or if it was maybe two or three weeks or a month before, but um, you definitely uh, had your finger on the pulse there. You know, I talk a lot of shit, so I, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't remember that specifically. I believe that I said it. Uh, and that's only because for the last roughly two years, I've noticed a trend and I, I've been kind of saying that everyone's worried about the second second amendment we should be worried about the first because yeah. uh as, yeah. you know, as you as you're well aware of there's been this this very strange trend since 2016 and i've had my eye on it because you know as 
as a uh, the owner of the website, and and then I got the books, and then I got the podcast. I, I keep an eye on all these things because there's also sort of like a, a business element behind it where you got to track what's going on. And, uh, you know, websites are very tricky because you've got to keep your search engine optimization up to date because Google will run an update every every few months. And before you know it, your website doesn't exist on Google. And we if that happens, it. you know, it, it's a whole thing, right? I mean, we should do that too, Darren. We should check that every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's funny because like I've been doing this for uh, I'd say I'm not sure I don't remember when I started. I think it was about 2011, so roughly seven years. Yeah, and the first three or four years, uh, the 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 web traffic and ev- all everything, uh, book sales, web traffic, listeners to the podcast, they all increased at a pretty reliable kind of linear rate. Yeah, and uh, I was hitting half a million page views a month on the website. And uh, I really enjoyed it because I, I liked writing. I was, I'm more of a, an introvert. I, I prefer to think I, I, I like to write in the mornings and I was really enjoying it. But then the traffic immediately took a linear downward curve and I wasn't sure what was happening. Um, I hired some SEO people. Doesn't seem to help. And what I, so I, and, and I do periodic searches for certain keywords and phrases that should bring up my articles. For instance, I'll type up Taylor Swift Illuminati. And it used to be a few years ago that my stuff would be on the very first page, typically in the top one, two or three slots. And I was getting a lot of traffic that way. Um, but nowadays, if you search those terms, I don't even show up. I'm, I'm like four pages in, I'm behind, I'm behind uh, you know, stuff that's in foreign languages. I mean, it's, it's completely strange to me why they, they've decided to push my content to the back of the internet. And, you know, I'm, I'm, and people who don't know who I am, I'm, I like to think I'm one of the more rational conspiracy theorists. Like I don't immediately jump to, Oh, this is the Illuminati punishing me for the truth. You know, like, like part of me is kind of like, well, you know, maybe my SEO is just fucked up. You know, like websites change, Google's algorithms change, like it happens. Um, and in 2016, what I saw happen was Trump got in office, right? Yeah. And when he got in, everyone's mind was blown. And 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 just the caveat I always throw out is like, I'm not a Trump supporter. I didn't even vote for him. Um, I, I, as hilarious as I think he is, I, I don't want him. <laughs> I didn't prefer to have him in office. But um, Trump got in and immediately everybody was like, how the hell did that happen? You know, Clinton was supposed to get in and, uh, you know, whatever. And then they're both crooks. But, um, you know, Trump got in office and the media, the mainstream media was was saying like, oh, it's because of this fake news thing that you see on the Facebook with all this, you know, and then they pieced it together to the Russians did it. And I'm sure there's some truth to all that. But what was curious to me was back in March of 2016, six months before the election, the uh, the Congress was passing legislation to investigate basically fake news. Uh, it was called countering foreign propaganda. So they knew this was going to happen well in advance. And then it happened. And then they acted like, oh, my God, this is whole thing happened. Who knew? Um, you know, so like that was just a curious thing that happened. And I thought, well, that's very strange. Why? Why would that be? And, and, uh, you know, the, the stuff that, that's sort of fell out since then, 
is we, we got rid of the net neutrality rules, which basically says that you know we used to have rules in place so that internet service providers couldn't um, sort of throttle the speeds at which you people access different websites, mm-hmm. uh, primarily like, you know, they, they got, cause, cause these damn, uh, corporations, they got busted, you know, uh, I, I don't remember which company it was. One of them got busted for choking out the, the bandwidth for Netflix so that it was frustrating to get on Netflix. Cause the, the, you know, the video sucked and, um, you know, cause they were trying to trying to basically get their product out there. So, so back in like 2015 or 13, Obama placed these rules and said, no, uh, all websites, all web, uh, all web traffic, it, it'll get equal uh, sort of opportunity, right? And it was a net, a neutral internet. Uh, and then, then uh, Trump gets in, and then he puts in one of his cronies, and they repeal all that stuff, and they 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 touted it as this big win to keep the 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 government out of the internet, uh, and their rules. The, the new rules took effect June 11th, 2018. Huh. And, and and look what's happened in the last two months since then. Yeah. My YouTube oh, channel got shut down. InfoWars got shut down. Not that I like InfoWars or Alex Jones, but. No, but he, hey, come on. He's got, he's on to some, some truth too. I mean, he's a little yeah. bit over the top, but I mean, he's for years, he's been talking Sometimes about Sometimes he's it. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, like the whole thing a- with the. With turning the frogs gay, you know, like, like that's a meme where he's, oh, they're turning their freaking frogs gay. And like, the reality is he's, he's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then Jay Dyer, you know, he was on your show. Uh, they shut his whole website down. Yeah, I was just, I just heard about this that. Week. Yeah, I know that's fucking crazy. And he's the one, uh, he's one of the guys I've been listening to to prep for this episode and for another one we got coming up later on tonight. Like it's, and, and, and you and him, I mean, this is not hateful speech. It drives me nuts. There's so much more violence and rhetoric on the other side. Uh, not, I'm not even that where I'm picking sides, but that's out there that they're ignoring. Like how, how do they get to ignore all this? And then they get to shut people like you and Jay Dyer down and Alex Jones. I mean, it's unbelievable to me that, that I, I think people are still in shock. I mean, I think people don't know what to do. I, I didn't, I don't think people expected it just to be a full blown, you know, Apple, Google, Facebook, boom, you're done. And now fucking Twitter suspended him for a week too. So I, I think people still don't know what to think about this. Yeah, and, and it's funny to me because, um, you know, they're they're doing all this stuff, and I don't. And let me and let me caveat it out there. I don't know that the net neutrality thing has anything to do with them shutting Jay Dyer's website down or Infowars or my my YouTube channel. Um, that that's just an observation I made, and I think it's very curious because if you look up a lot of the articles on June eleventh, twenty eighteen, about net neutrality, many of them will say that opponents to this whole thing. Uh, were concerned that when the repeal took effect, that they would shut down and censor websites and such. And, and that's exactly what happened. So I don't know if that's a correlation or not, but I mean, that's what the opponents of the net neutrality repeal were saying. Yeah. And that's what we, weren't we talking about that in, in a different, I mean, there was so much also sort of misinformation about net neutrality as well. And there were so many people on the one side. So Darren, what were we talking about with that one guy where, um, I think it was a tinfoil hat as well when we talked to those guys, but I can't, we were trying to, we were trying to look at the other side of that, which is against the repeal, right? Or is it for the repeal? Now I'm getting, we were both ways. Were we? We were, we were flip flopping. Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah. And, and I, um, you know, I, uh, I'm an unaffiliated voter. I don't subscribe to either of the, the gangs in America, our politics system here. Um, but like, I, I think it's curious Trump's role in this is I, I believe just from my observations that what they wanted to do was they wanted to get a guy in here that they could, they could kind of gang up on and be like, Oh, look at this gross guy. He's such an idiot and have everybody so mad that he got in so that they could take people like Alex Jones out because it's like you talk to like the common people and, and, and they think, you know, Donald Trump, he's disgusting. How did he get in? And then they say, well, he got in because people like Alex Jones. And then they say, well, who's Alex Jones? And they say, oh, he's the guy who says the Sandy Hook was fake and that these these kids that died uh, didn't really die to their parents. And and then BuzzFeed and all these other, you know, puppets for the the, the big agenda, they they publish all these articles and, and Huffington Post and they, they push it out there and tell everyone to get all wrapped up around the axles about Alex Jones. And then the people go to Spotify or iTunes and say, how dare you have this Alex Jones guy on your network? I'm, I'm canceling my subscription. And it's like, dude, like can't, I, what bugs me is like people are willing to give up the free speech attitudes because instead of just saying like, yeah, Alex Jones is wrong most of the time. And I don't have to listen to that. And, you know, meanwhile, a lot of these supposed like mainstream media sources, like they're lying just as much as, as Alex Jones. Exactly. Is. That's the problem. There's so much out there. That's not getting fucking censored or filtered. Yeah, exactly. So like, who's the one that decides the, uh, you know, what gets censored and what doesn't. And, and it's the, it's the businesses supposedly. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the oligarchy. And that's, what, that's what concerns me is the, the corporate takeover of America. So do you think that, that, I mean, the hate against Trump is so visceral and so real. Like it's yeah. hard to imagine that that's part of the setup, but I don't, I don't discount it, but, but do you think that then that, that he's going to, cause I mean, it, it really, it did help him get in. I mean, shows that just do independent news analysis and, and, and people that have been growing these networks of listener supported independent media that, that really just highlight how, fake the real news is also helped and they're about to be shut down. Like, where is this going to end? I mean, you know, we just talked about Jay Dyer and, and I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're going to talk about a couple, I mean, we've got you on now. We might talk about, you know, the, the pedal gate thing, which is just, I mean, that's another part of it. Alex just yeah. before Alex got shut down, he was talking about that again. And as you, well, yeah, he, he was talking about the, the, the pizza thing and, but I, and and I wish I, I wish I would have looked this up before our talk, but I recall back in like I want to say like January of eighteen, he retracted all that and said no 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 I shouldn't have said that that, that wasn't true that wasn't real, and I want to know what happened behind what, what happened behind the scenes there something happened. Yeah, well, because I, he might have it might have been just simply him realizing that that is a distraction from the real fucking problem. Yeah, maybe, but you know. but you know the 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 the, the fact remains. And what's curious to me is that, uh, you know, I've seen I, I've seen the the emails that the, the Pizzagate emails, and I don't know that that's proof positive that these guys are running the satanic pedophile ring. Like, I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon and be like, oh, yeah, for sure. That's what's happening. But like, they're very curious. And why isn't 
why aren't the journalists, the people that are supposed to look into the stuff, asking exactly the, the people involved, like, hey, hey, homeboy, why are you talking about getting 30,000 hot dogs in a, in a map with pizza on a handkerchief? Because yeah. that's really fucking weird to me. Yeah. With, 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 <laughs> wal- with walnuts and all this other weird talk. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, that I mean, that's another thing that, uh, that Jay Dyer was talking about recently as well, though. I mean, it, when, when you start listening to all those coincidences and all those threads that really can start to be connected, it, it does seem like there's potential for this whole Russiagate thing and all this bullshit against Trump is a huge distraction that that could be making people look away from this global cabal of uh, human trafficking and pedophilia. I mean, it really does. It's, it's not far away from being a reality. Like right now I'm just speculating about that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, fuck, it's getting close to looking like that. Yeah. It, 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 it just makes me wonder. And, and I'm with you. Like, I'm not like, I'm not ready to get my, my picket sign out and my, my uh, bullhorn and, you know, but like, but like, it's very curious as that, that, that they want to shut down certain voices like mine and Jay's, um, or even Alex Jones. I mean, Alex Jones has a, obviously a much larger audience than me or Jay, but, um, it's curious as to like, because like when you go on, on YouTube, you could find a million videos where they're not telling you the truth or they're sensationalizing. In fact, just the other day I was watching, um, the Jim Jeffries show and he had a guest on there and this guy he had a YouTube channel where he talked about he was like politically incorrect was kind of his shtick and he he had a video channel where he reviewed comic books and I, I want to say it was called like the diversity comic review guy or something like that and uh and 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 in his videos he's talking about how like how how they shouldn't have black people as uh superheroes in the comics and and how gross the transsexual people are. And like, he's saying actual hate speech. And I went and I thought that's curious. That, Cause they just shut my channel down when I saw that. And he had like, you know, 80,000 subscribers and he's still on there. I, I checked just a few days ago. He's still on there. Huh. So I was curious that, that they want to get so they want to pretend like they're so like uh, concerned about protecting people's feelings. And I don't know, man, I just don't think that's it. I think it's, I, I hate to take the jump on the conspiracy bandwagon so quick, but man, it doesn't make sense. Well, to it me. sure feels like it's one message only that's being, or not one message, but one side of many messages, you know, that's being yeah. shut down. Huh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting times. And I, I did say, um, you, you said I, I had kind of predicted them shutting Alex Jones down, but like I, I said this before, that you know when they shut the youtube my youtube channel down and i had i had i had over 10 million views seventy three thousand subscribers a couple hundred videos i'd been on there maybe i think like five years maybe um and when they shut me down i i i i woke up in the morning i was checking my email and i saw the emails from youtube and i get them all the time because they're constantly badgering me about like oh you violated this rule and that rule and and you know blah 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 and and it was fine, whatever. But then I saw that they had shut it down, and I said, no way. So I went to my login, and it was completely – every video was gone. Um, but, like, thank God I backed every single thing up I did on a external hard drives. Otherwise, like, you know, I log in, and it's like a ghost. Like, nothing was ever there. You know, I lost <laughs> – I, I lost, 
you know, I had uh, I had some good uh, <laughs> some good rap music video playlist I like to listen to on there, and I lost those even. Uh, but yeah, it it was. Um, or I was like, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. So no, no, no. You're, yeah, you were talking about um, the, you know, how how they shut you down and how. Um, I mean, I wanted to ask you about the the warnings. Like they were sending you, like saying you're breaking rules and stuff like that. What were some of those yeah. things that they were telling you? Yeah. So uh, again, in, to put this thing in a big picture, like I said, it was about five years, a couple hundred videos. Uh, you know. Uh, 73,000 subscribers, 10, 10 million plus views. And it wasn't, nothing was a problem until 2016. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, every time I would upload a video, they would say I was, uh, they, I couldn't monetize it because it, you know, violated this, that, or the other. And, and I was, I was like, okay, fine, whatever, you know, uh, sometimes you would upload a video. They would tell you, you can't monetize it, but this person can. And they would reference like, like there were the, these wannabe rappers that had like a hundred views on their music video. They would put a copyright strike against me saying I stole their, their, uh, a clip from their music, but the clip they're referencing was actually like an audio clip. I took from a movie to demonstrate a point, which I called fair use, but yeah, yeah. YouTube didn't like that. Um, so like I would get just stuff like that. And the only, the, the, the first time they got serious with me, was in summer of 2017 i uploaded a video about taylor swift uh she had a song called look what you made me do with a video that released and it was a it was a, it was a huge to do in the media she released a video and immediately on, on on cue on script the huffington post and cnn and uh you know all these other kind of like buzz feeds they immediately released articles that same day they were like check out all the hidden symbolism in Taylor Swift's video. And that struck me as extremely curious because I've been doing for years, I've been doing this thing where a video drops, I watch it and I say, and I make an article and I say Illuminati symbolism in the Taylor Swift video, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, well, this is funny. Now, now I've got to compete with Huffington Post and Buzzfeed and all these for symbolism in the videos, you know? Yeah, Yeah. And, uh, and obviously when I read through there and MTV does the same thing, MTV, when they have a video, uh, video music awards about three, four years ago, they started doing a thing where they would immediately be like the Illuminati was at the VMAs and look at all the symbols. And I thought, this is funny that I've got to like compete with these guys now. And of course their their supposed symbols were fluff pieces and didn't mean anything and uh, were distractions. But when I did the, the Taylor Swift video, that was the first time I really noticed a, a, a big push that um, when I put my video out, they they blocked me out of my YouTube channel and they sent me a notification. Uh, they made me take this like, you know, how to not do hate speech video in order to get logged back in. Uh, and then I looked it up and the person who actually submitted the, the, the claim against me was Taylor Swift's management company. It was called like uh, red dog entertainment or something dumb like that. Um, and I looked up and sure enough, that was her, her management company. And, huh. um, and what's really messed up is that, you know, because I was all butthurt about it and, and I was on YouTube kind of scouring around and I saw there was a, 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 another channel of a female who made videos kind of similar to mine where she was talking about that same exact video. And it was almost like the same title, you know, it was like Illuminati symbolism of Taylor Swift's video. And, and she didn't seem to have a problem at all. Um, so 
that was the first time they really like flexed on me and they, and I got back in and then, uh, you know, again, that, and that, that lasted about a year where I would just upload a video and they would kind of like, you know, say you can't monetize this or, you know, this is the money we're going to put ads on this and the money that from the ads goes to these people over here. And I was like, fine, whatever. And then, uh, when I uploaded a video about Ariana Grande, uh, she had a new video called God is a woman, I believe about a month ago. And I, the same thing happened. I saw a couple of news uh, media outlets give their spin on it. And I did mine because of course mine's always got to be occult related. And, um, and they didn't, they didn't, I get an email the next morning and they say, your account's been revoked because uh, you violated community guidelines if you want to appeal, click here. I clicked there and I appealed it. Within an hour, they sent a message back saying, nope, you're done. And uh, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was it. And you went back and forth, though, trying to get reasons why, right? I mean, didn't you talk to a couple of people as well? Yeah. Um, and, and prior to that, when they first started kind of punishing me in the, in the lead up to that, oh. I, had been, I had been on chat messages and email threads with YouTube and their, you know, that side of the creator content side of the house, trying to figure out why all of a sudden everything was a problem that I did. No one gave me an answer. They, they keep referring you back to the community guidelines. Um, and, and what, what people may not know is like when you reach, I want to say it's like 10 or 25,000 subscribers, you get access to like another layer, a a higher level of YouTube uh, customer service. And uh, that's who I was in contact with. And so it wasn't like I was just, you know, support at youtube.com and it goes into a black hole. It was like, no, like this is plugging me right in. And, uh, they, they couldn't do it. They wouldn't give me a specific. And I said, I said on, on one of the threads and I've got, I've got copies of, of one of the chats cause towards the end of it, I got really frustrated. So I, I copied the whole chat and I said, I said, look, give me specifics just so I can like not violate your terms. Tell me what it is I said, because it doesn't make sense to me. And they, they refused to do it. And I said, you know, I want to talk to the manager. And uh, they said, guess what? I am the manager B. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It, it, it got out of hand. And, um, you know, it, it was just a weird deal. And they, uh, they never, I still don't know to this day what exactly I violated to get me shut down. This is not a good sign. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised people aren't in more of an uproar. I mean, I, I think they're still waiting to see what's, what's going to happen here, but, um, you know, it, it does feel like it's, it's a one-sided affair, but I, what do you, do you think like you talked about the change when Trump came in and the net neutrality thing? Do you, so do you, is it just YouTube or is it the website too? Um, so what had happened? So yeah, let me clarify that a little bit. So the website, the, the page views on my website started dropping I think it was like 2015, uh, before Trump, before net neutrality, before any of that, the traffic to the website started taking a hit and, and you could, you can chart out and I've got it. You can chart out the traffic and it looks like a, uh, you know, like a triangle, no pun intended there, (laughs) but you know, the web, the traffic was going up at a steady rate and then it started dropping at a steady rate. And now it's like, you know, it's in the toilet because nothing shows up on the, on the Google search. And that's, I believe it has to do with a couple of things. One could be that, you know, Google and YouTube is the same company. Another, another, uh, another reason is because I wrote, I wrote like a little mini book about, about Google talking about how they're trying to put us into transhuman hell. 
uh, you know, that could be a problem. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, Google, they first started like punishing like the traffic. Then, uh, you know, then the, the YouTube thing took out and like, people don't realize like from, from the business side of the house, how much those two things matter to getting traffic to your website because YouTube is, it's a, it's a monster that everybody's on YouTube, uh, out of all my sort of subscription related things between the podcast and my email newsletter that I put out on my website, uh, web traffic and, and YouTube videos, YouTube videos was by far and away the, the biggest popular hit. Um, so hmm. w- when that shuts down, between that and then Google not not putting my stuff on the front page anymore, it's like, you know, I, I got to ride with the people that know who I am or people that are actively trying to look out, look for look for people like me. So, what level do you think this is at? Then is it is it just that that the uh, the more sort of progressive socialist kind of people are shutting this down? You know, that are that are also against Trump type thing, or is this at a higher level even? you know, than Trump. And this was part of the plan is, is, you know, highlight these guys and, and, uh, make, no, like make them it. look like idiots and then shut it all down. Like is, is Trump, does Trump yeah. know, know about this? Is he like, what, what is your feeling about that? I don't think Trump that? does. I, yeah. I don't think Trump does. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I told this story once before my dad actually met Donald Trump back in the late eighties, early nineties. Uh, cause I grew up on the East coast there. And we went to tour to Trump in Atlantic City, New Jersey, uh, for a bike race that they had. And Donald Trump was kind of walking around, and my dad went up and started talking to him. And, uh, <laughs> and he got invited on his boat. I didn't go. I was I was a kid. I was pretty young at that time, so I, I kind of hung out because the casino with my mom. And uh, my dad was on the yacht and like having some wine with him. And he said he come back later. I was like, oh, yeah, Donald Trump's such a cool guy. I mean, he didn't drink wine with Donald Trump. Let me clarify. Donald Trump doesn't yeah, yeah, drink yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Uh, but he was but he was, you know, he was enjoying the, the, the boat. But he said he was a great dude, you know, and not, not to say that that's any indication of his presidential qualities. But um, I, anyways, the Hegelian dialect is something I subscribe to. I think that both the left and the right wing are in it together to sort of keep you keep the it's sort of like when you're uh, when you're bowling when you got the bumpers you know on each side they're there to keep they're the bumpers and and it's like as long as everyone stays confused and in, in between those two bumpers they can keep pushing the big agenda and uh, you got people people with messages such as mine and it's kind of outside of that swim lane. And they want to they want to limit exposure because because people you know it, it gets confusing because when you're, you're when you're in this sort of conspiracy world online you forget that the masses don't listen to this stuff they're still so far out in left field with this they they think you're nuts if you start try to talk to them about this stuff um, and and I th- I believe that's why they want to shut down any kind of rational voice that would wake people up just a little bit because they want people to view conspiracy theories and the occult and the Illuminati as this sort of entertaining Nicholas Cage national treasure sort of thing where it's like, Oh, that's so crazy. And, and you know, they, they want to keep it more fictional than anything. Yeah. That's where the extreme conspiracy people and the things that are way more out there are probably left alone. And the people like you and Jay Dyer and Alex Jones in the middle, 
not that Alex is, well, I mean, kind of is still in the middle because he's so mainstream. I mean, maybe for him, it it's more about his audience than his message. But yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, the um, the what's funny is like I've like like I've said I've been doing this for years and I've had a few um like TV outlets contact me, and in general, what they seem to want is me to espouse a sort of nutty view of things. Um, like for for the an example is there was a show about weather control, and this person reached out to me and said, "Hey, like do." You, buy into this stuff? And I said, is it possible? Yeah. And they said, okay, well, uh, what about harp? What do you think of that? And I said, well, you know, there's some interesting theories about harp. Um, and they said, well, do you believe that they are actually modifying the weather through harp? And I said, you know, not really. Like I, I, I get the, the, the ideas behind it. I don't, I don't know though. And you know, that's pretty much the end of conversation. They're, they're looking for me to subscribe and be like, this sort of like wacky conspiracy guy, like Randy Quaid on independence day, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what they want. They want people to like dismiss thoughts like this. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I can't explain it in any other way. It's very weird. Go ahead. Darren. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't got any warnings yet. I wonder if we will see, we don't have, we go the opposite way where YouTube's are low, low, yeah. Probably our smallest audience is on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, that's probably because we didn't really get into YouTube until years down the road, and we don't really do... We just started doing actual videos pretty recently. Well, you know what? Let me. Yeah, and, and now that you're saying that, you know, I started out with just the website. At a certain point, I started making the YouTube videos, and then after that, I took the podcast more serious. I haven't taken the podcast real serious until about two or three years ago when like the writing was on the wall that the website traffic was taking a hit because Google didn't, you know, whether whether or not that was an SEO thing or a purpose, purposeful like Probably. intent from them. Yeah. Um, either way, I thought, man, I, I got to keep my, my message out there one way or another. And so I started taking the podcast a little more seriously. So, and the podcast keeps gaining in popularity. So, you know, maybe, maybe the podcast will be more, uh, more listened to than the YouTube videos. I don't, I don't know. But Your podcast has been left alone so far. So far. And I, and I talked about this a few weeks ago when I was at my height of paranoia <laughs> and I, when they shut me down on YouTube, I said, you know, it's just a matter of time. They're going to take me off Spotify, iTunes and Patreon. And, uh, you know, what was curious was that Alex Jones, they, they did that to him just a, a week ago or so where they took him off iTunes and Spotify. Well, that's the scary thing is that's setting a new precedence, right? YouTube throttling has been going on, like you said, since 2016 for a couple of years. They've been demonetizing people and and now they're systematically starting to shut people down. But it's the podcasting that's a bit scary because now that is entering into the honestly the last platform of free speech, really. I mean, it's. Well, they can't, the beauty about the podcast thing is they can't stop you from having a podcast. They can just stop, like, you can still subscribe to Alex's podcast. You just can't find him on iTunes. Yeah, but that's, he that's like 75, 80% of the, of the, you know. Well, yeah, and that, and I mean, like, at our stage, no more, most people aren't discovering the show in the iTunes store. So as long as, that's why, that's why I always said that audio is a little bit unique in that I could host my own files 
myself and, you know, get them still out to the internet because it's all about that RSS feed. And I mean, Spotify is a little different, but uh, getting kicked out of iTunes wouldn't, it would slow you down, but it definitely wouldn't stop. Yeah, but it'd also be very costly to to try and do it. Well, with audio, it's not bad. With video, it's terrible. Yeah, currently. Yeah, and, and and I think that um that because there's been a lot of argument about this, obviously, where there's where people say, hey, you know, they sh- they they're they're shutting you down. That's a violation of free speech, and it's like, well, not technically, because like you know, YouTube's a uh, uh sort of like I don't know if private company is the right term, but they're you know, this isn't the government saying sending me a letter saying, hey, you can't talk about this anymore. Like that's that would be a violation of free speech. Um, so I get that, uh, but it's it's like I, I feel like if there is this big agenda happening, they they just want to take out the big sources like YouTube where people could could stumble upon me and hear the message and, and then become interested. Like they don't mind that, you know, I've got a, a few thousand followers or whatever. Like I'm sure they'll let me keep that. They're just they it seems to me that they don't want this thing to spread. And if you can take people off the main, the big sources like YouTube and iTunes, I would think that they might be okay with that on some levels. Yeah. The alarming thing for me is like, whether people are talking about Sandy hook or, or other crazy or, or, or conspiracies that are really the third rail type stuff. Like you can't talk about it. I mean, vaccines might even be up there as well. And there's a few global, global warming. They're trying to get global warming to be like that. I mean, but uh, you know, it, them fighting back so hard is is to me it's almost telling that that it's it's more about censorship you know and it's not about um just shutting down hate speech or something like that i mean if you have to fight that hard against what you say is a lie then you know you should never have to you should just be able to laugh it off and let people talk about what they want to talk about i wonder if i noticed youtube you can now pay money to get rid of ads i wonder if that's the start of something different so i've always waited for someone to come up and kind of challenge youtube doesn't seem to be happening though. It looked like Amazon might be thinking about it for a while, but I haven't heard anything. Yeah, you know, on Amazon, I tried to submit a uh, a video onto Amazon to set a trial thing because, like, I've had a, I've had a, <laughs> like, I described it as sort of like a a, a, a domestic abuse with YouTube, where it's like I keep coming back for more. They keep punishing me, and, <laughs> and I keep I keep coming back to get more, and I finally one day I was like. No, screw this. I'm going to go to Amazon and I tried to upload a video on there and there were a lot of weird requirements and I kind of kept tweaking it the way I could. And then even eventually they said, uh, and, and the video I was trying to upload was you know, because when I make YouTube videos they they generally follow a format where it's like me talking and showing you almost a slideshow of the images supporting the, the things I'm saying. Uh, and Amazon was like, look, that, that doesn't cut it. That's not a good enough video for Amazon. And I, and that was not an option wow. for me. Yeah. Huh. Um, the other, so the other one I've looked at is Vimeo. I've watched some pretty fucking, some pretty borderline stuff on Vimeo. Yeah. And definitely would be on YouTube. Vimeo, the, uh, you know, you pay, like I would pay to have a subscription to Vimeo where they allow me to upload my videos. And, uh, but they just, took alex jones off of there too did they this week vimeo yeah. did huh yeah and alex jones pays them to have his videos on there and they kicked him off see that's fucked man this is this is not good this isn't a we're this is not a good spot right now i don't care who's yeah. responsible for it this is not a good spot 
People no, should people should be very ducks. fucking alarmed. Yeah, it's 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 more. Well, what than you need just, is the same and, amount of enthusiasm of the people saying no, you can't. And the scary do this yeah, is but, the people that are going to Spotify. But they say, don't have the voice anymore. This is the voice of the, that those people. Like you know, you're you're allowed to walk in the street with a black hood and punch people in the face and beat up cops and do all this other stuff. And the people that support them can't. They won't say anything about this real violence that's going on. Yet they're trying to stop people from so-called hate speech that is not really even hate speech. I mean, Isaac can't even get an answer from YouTube about why they shut him down. You know, it's, it's, this is super scary, man. People better wake up. Yeah. And as you said, they need to, because it's become the YouTube, you got all the advertisers to worry about. They're kind of running a lot of the show over there. And then everything else is in this sort of weird fucking boycott culture, which is not good. You know, and then, and a lot of it is the pro pro gun and pro second amendment. Like it's the first, first amendment, like Isaac saying is more important in a way, because then you're going to lose all those voices. And now they're going to be pushing all this other stuff, you know, open borders, gun control, who knows? I mean, no borders. Like, where's it going to end? If there's nobody even to voice against that. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something I saw that was curious was, I, I believe it was MSNBC. I saw it where, uh, you know, the Alex Jones is kind of on the news. He's splashing the headlines cause they, they took his, his show off of Spotify and iTunes and so on. <laughs> but the headline said, uh, Alex Jones removed from Spotify, but still on Tumblr. And then the article went on to say something about how, you know, Alex Jones is this rotten conspiracy theorist that talks about how dead kids aren't really dead. And, uh, and they took him off all these main things, but he still has a Tumblr. And almost like they're provoking people, these these sort of snowflakes out there that that are you. Call, I think you call it like boycott culture, or whatever it is. It's almost like they're trying to spark that people to protest Tumblr now. It's like these people are just falling in line with what these you know headlines and, and you know fake news. I guess we can call it that. That, that people are are doing the bidding. Of of who this this puppet master out there? Yeah, with credibility, like, I can't believe that the MSM still has credibility. I mean, they've they've proven themselves over and over to be the worst fucking liars out there. Yeah, like the fucking Soviet Union. It's all over unbelievable again. to me. People oh, yeah, it's like, their neighbors it, and fucking drowning. Yeah, it's disgusting. Well, and and it's like you know all this propaganda, and it. Reminds me of like the CIA Operation Mockingbird stuff where <laughs> they were still, pushing still propaganda. Going on. Yeah. It, I mean, it, like, why wouldn't it be, you know? Didn't they put money into what, which was the big, was it Google or uh, CIA had money in there? Yeah. Recently? Yeah. I, yeah. Someone, I think it was, Not, was it DARPA that funded one of the first, <laughs> uh, they were a big, fi- big financer behind Google at the beginning. I, I think it was DARPA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's just. It's yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a weird thing going on, and uh, man, it it it's it's scary for sure. So let's not. I guess we should probably switch gears here, so we don't spend the whole time on on censorship. But um, but I mean, it is interesting timing. So I don't want to I don't want to cut it short. If you got something else to say about it, either of you guys, I, I'm done crying about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, because because there's a lot of other interesting stuff that you, you talk about and that you're on to, and that we should we should discuss. I mean, I've been. You know, you've been talking about uh, Freud and and his um, his nephew Bernays and the influence that they've had on our culture, and and then I kind of want to tie that into. I, I mean, I want to touch on a few things like that, and then and then also, of course, because you're you know you're Illumina, Illuminati watcher, and 
you know, people are going to wonder what is your sort of definition or what do you see as the Illuminati? Like how high does it go? Is it invisible? Is it the visible sort of, you know, Bilderberger people? Or are they just the, you know, the, uh, what do you call that? The, the, uh, ball guy. No, the, (laughs) they're the people doing the work kind of thing. Like the workers of the, of the organization. I mean, you know, and then, um, also just touching on that, that all these people in the early century, early part of the last century, like Freud and, uh, and Bernays and all that. I mean, it, it's disgusting how our culture has been shaped by them and it could be on just a, of, of, uh, you know, some bullshit theories of a psychologist, you know, that thinks men are inherently or man and woman are inherently bad. Yeah. That, and that's what the, uh, it was, it was curious timing about the, uh, Edward Bernays and, and Sigmund Freud stuff, because that was back in May, Kanye West, who we could talk about for hours on end, but um, I've explored his sort of supposed rants. The, me- the media says he's on these rants, but if you look at what he's saying, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff he says is kind of true. Yeah. Not to, not to take Kanye's camp. Cause I mean, sometimes he's a little crazy, but um it's interesting that the media wants to make sure people know that Kanye is crazy, but uh, he tweeted a link to century of the self. It was this, this BBC documentary about the psychoanalysts, Edward Bernays, who, who started the, uh, the public relations movement, uh, which was basically just propaganda. They, they re-termed it and called it public relations. Um, and, and he was the one that started this sort of oligarchy in America by manipulating people to buy certain products. Yeah. Um, manipulating them to think they need certain products, you know, yeah, as opposed but, yeah. to why, why, wanting them. Yeah. Because back in, uh, you know, apparently from what the documentary tells me, it's back in the day, a you know, hundred years ago, uh, they used to advertise to people based upon needs. They would say, Hey, you need this, a car so that you can go to work or whatever. And they, they defended it with facts. They said, you know, uh, you know, I don't know what the facts are, but they would, they would try to appeal to the rational self and say, you need to buy this product because of this, 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 and this. Whereas now or after Edward Bernays figured out how to get inside everyone's head, the companies say, you need this car because, and then they'll give you emotional, uh, emotional ideas they uh because you know your wife's not gonna think you're hot and she's gonna leave you and uh you know you know they they go through an emotional contact because bernays used freud's ideas to figure out how to get inside the head of the consumer and ever since then people have been buying products that they don't really need it's just an emotional appeal that the these companies are advertising to uh, you know, and, and if people don't believe in the Illuminati, all you got to do is kind of do a little research into marketing and, and you can see that there's a total, um, a total like field of study into how to fuck with people's heads and to get people to do what you want them to do, you know? Yeah, but did that come? So what I was wondering when I was listening to your 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 show and, and all this stuff was going through my head was, was did, did, was it, was this stuff from Freud taken by the power brokers or was he, was he already, you know, was he already there? Like kind of what came first or, or is it just a whole separate thread that's going on that they use to their advantage? Like how does that connect to like that real higher level Illuminati stuff? 
Well, Freud was pretty much a nobody until his nephew, Edward Bernays, uh, worked with these corporations and, and presidents. Uh, and, and Bernays took Uncle Freud's ideas that at the time no one really paid attention to. Right, right. Uh, to to manipulate people, basically. And, you know, Freud, his basic idea was that people had these inner animalistic desires and drives and that we couldn't be trusted and we needed to be manipulated and controlled because otherwise it would be utter chaos. And uh, Bernays basically proved a lot of Freud's theories correct. And the, the power structures... The people running these businesses or, or the people running the government, they were sold on this idea. And, you know, I don't know that they were wrong, but like they they thought at this point that they needed to control the herd. They need to control the consumers and the citizens and the, that we, the people, need to be told what's good for us because we can't be trusted to make our own decisions. Um. And and there's and it, and it kind of goes deeper into you know this is this was like a, a four hour video this century of the self, uh, but it basically is they 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 refined this idea over the last hundred years to the point where you know not only were they able to make money and sell products from these corporations that were manipulating us, but the politicians figured out how to get voted into office based on these same exact ideas. That's why they have all these surveys and polling and all this stuff. It's because um, it, they, they're trying to figure out how to do what's best for us, supposedly. Hmm. So, but they've been trying to control people for longer than, you know, 150 years. I mean, so, so how far back does does the does this sort of Illuminati go or this cabal that sort of do you know what I mean? I, I want some sort of yeah. like I want some perspective on like the big picture. Well, thing. I mean, you know, is it they, just the richest people in the world, like the regular names you hear, or what? What's your sense on like who's really behind everything, or is there? So, so I think I mean based upon like the research that I do, uh, it seems to me like this is a long line of of people that they believe in. This, you know, when we say the occult, we're talking about the hidden. They believe in this this hidden truth or this alternate version of reality. And, you know, ultimately, and I tie this together in my book, The Dark Path, I, I make the claim that they are Luciferian uh, people, meaning they worship Lucifer as this, this sort of entity that gave man the ability to become God on his own. So I think if you look back through, you know, thousands of years we're talking, this was kind of what the Bible was warning us about. And, you know, I know I know half of the audience is rolling their eyes because I'm referencing the Bible probably. But um, if you look at all of the data and all the research, this Lucifer is an archetype of the Prometheus, this, this entity that enlightened mankind through the, the knowledge of good and evil, which is what you see in the, the Garden of Eden with the serpent. Um, and all a lot of these occult teachings talk about embracing both the good and evil, the light and the dark. Uh, you know, we see this through symbols like the Boaz and Joaquin, the twin pillars. Uh, in, in the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, you see it. 
the, the Freemason floors with the black and the white checkers. It's this idea that um, you can balance these things out and there really is no such thing as evil. And it, it, it's to me, from what I gather, from what I research, they want us to believe that Lucifer really isn't that bad of a guy. And he's the real hero in, the, in their story. Well, and I, and I think they want us to believe that there is no spiritual nature, you know, where we still live in a materialistic paradigm. And that's what, that's what really interests me as well is that they've allowed probably purposefully for this materialistic paradigm to take hold over the last 80 or a hundred years where, you know, all this, anything outside of the material world is poo pooed. And, and yet they're the ones that are, um, like you said, following this, this occult through symbolism and, and worship over longer period than that. So how do you, how do you reconcile that? Yeah. And, and I agree with you there. I think that a lot of people subscribe very, very hard to the, the sciences and, and rationalism and this, uh, and look, I've got, I've got a, a, a master's degree in engineering. So like, like I, I get the sciences, right. Um, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying the earth is flat. No, exactly. Um, exactly. It's just that there's more, it's know? just that there's more that more to but be measured. There's more, you know? there's more to the story than yeah. just the sciences. We exactly. mean, we're, we're sciences are based on the idea that, uh, you know, through scientific, the scientific method of observation and hypotheses and testing, uh, that we can, we can confirm what is real and what isn't. But the problem with that is they all rely on the five senses and, if you look at the the electromagnetic scale of frequencies that are out there, visible light is a very teeny tiny slice out of that. Uh, we can see this through practices like like ultrasounds and X-rays. Those are just beyond the the visible light range, and we need these machines to tell to sort of filter and tell us what's going on in those frequency bands. Now, imagine there's a, you know a bazillion frequencies outside of just those. And it becomes clear that we don't really know what the hell is going on. And while the sciences can be used to help us understand this natural world and what our five senses can detect, they do absolutely nothing for us for anything that falls outside of the five senses or this three-dimensional construct that they, they want us to believe is the entire ball of wax. Um, yeah. And instead of leaving it open, it ends up being, a you know, that's impossible because we because we can't prove it. Well, you can't just throw it in a bucket to ignore it. I mean, it has to be left as, yeah. you know, as a possibility, I think. Yeah. And, and like a lot of these things like, you know, UFO sightings or, or ghost hunting stuff, they things happen that are kind of unexplainable. But the problem is they can't. They can't do this through the scientific method, so they just say, "Well, that wasn't that was your imagination," or they come up with something uh, to dismiss it. And you know, I think we all—maybe not we all—but like I can tell on a on a subjective level that there is something outside of this physical realm. Yeah, you know, a lot of people do. It's not just like a few people. It's like no, you can tell there's there's more going on, and. yeah, I, I I don't know. I think there's like a higher sort of power involved in all this, and you know we can get into some real uh, the uh, the reality discussions, I guess. But um, 
Well, what else do you want to touch on before we run out of time? Because, you know, we d- there is your your symbolism, your occult symbolism and the stuff. I mean, you, you did mention, uh, you know, the, the, the you know, the war- they've been a long line of people through, you know, believing in the hidden, the occult. And, and it looks to me like now we're getting to the point where they can put this symbolism in front of way more people, you know? And, and we've talked about on the show before about all these crazy dates that come up and all these synchronicities that you cannot believe that have happened between some of these sort of global events and, and other people. And it just makes you think like, you know, how can this even be designed by anybody human? Well, the, the, uh, the idea here talking about like dates and certain weird things that happen is that in, in terms of occultism, they practice this sort of ritual magic idea and they, they sort of play with the, the unseen and these entities from another dimension. Um, you know, and you know, the, you know, long ago, uh, spirit and the spirit world and the physical were kind of all connected and God created this matter from thought. And, uh, you know, the supposedly like the earlier people, they could, they could see and experience these gods and these, these things from another dimension but even and even according to the occult doctrine, they, they believe that we experienced and we could we could see them sort of through this pineal gland, which is why you always see these occultists talking about the pineal gland. And uh, it's usually in like kind of new age woo wooey stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, they think that we evolved. And over time, this pineal gland went inside the mind and calcified inside of the skull. And that is what prevents us from experiencing these altered states. So now they've they've got these different sort of rituals, these Dionysian rituals, where they can they can enter into this hidden world and you know do a variety of things, talk to these entities, channel you know powers or energies from them, or uh, manipulate the universe such that it changes according to their will, which is kind of the definition of of magic in itself mm-hmm. so you know even these occultists they understand there is a spiritual component to all this but i think they can keep us distracted with material desires and um you know playing with like the edward Bernays, sigmund freud stuff yeah yeah that makes sense so is that some of the stuff that you cover like what what else is new with you um and and the stuff that you're going to cover now i mean i know yeah, it's different now with the without the YouTube and all that. But um, do you want to talk about some of the latest kind of stuff you're looking at as far as symbolism and? That no, kind of thing? I'm, I'm I'm just gonna quit. I'm gonna go kill myself. Yeah. That's what all the comments on YouTube said. So you know, <laughs> no the the uh, the uh, the website illuminatiwatcher.com is still rolling actually you should um, probably clarify that though just in case like if something does happen oh yeah yeah no yeah, I'm, yeah, totally like, I'm not gonna kill myself that's okay, that yeah. was a joke because like, yeah. uh, anyone <laughs> anyone who's surfed through the comments on youtube knows that uh if <laughs> people like to tell you to go kill yourself all the time um i don't know why but <laughs> um yeah no i i still do i still do the podcast and i've got articles like um, I, I, I just got done doing some research on the justice league film, Ooh. the DC superhero film. Uh, and it was very curious, uh, because in, in my, my book, I talked about the superhero agenda, mm-hmm. uh, because that is actually 
part of the occult agenda. It goes back to Helena Blavatsky and theosophy and this idea of like this sort of super evolved human that can do things that us mortal humans cannot. Um, But but anyways, yeah. So the superhero, I'm tired of watching superhero movies, but like I do just because they're pretty good. I like them. Yeah. I, I, uh, I can't say I hate them all. They're super uh, creative. They're super creative. Like, okay, and, and you can tell they're full of propaganda now, too. You look at it. Some of them are yeah. like, a, they're like a disclosure film about, uh, you know, alien life and government control. Still supporting Hollywood, eh, Dunlap? I'm ready to, boy- <laughs> I'm ready to boycott it. Oh, that's just about it. I'm not they're, watching a lot of movies, They're already boycotting you and our buddy, yeah. Isaac. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, uh, yeah, the... the um, I'm going to publish a, a formal analysis on the website here soon, but uh, you know some ideas that I saw in there was uh, Wonder Woman, who is this Amazonian goddess, uh, whose alter name, you know, according to the comic, apparently from what I read online, her alter name is Diana, which is obviously a reference to the moon goddess Diana, and um, and it's curious to me because there is a a late 1800s book called the gospel of the witches. And in it, it talks about, and it's a, it's a narrative that this guy, he talked to this, this witch in Italy back in the 1800s. And she told this guy, the story of uh, ancient pagan witches and all this stuff. And she's the, the story was that Diana, the goddess was, mating with lucifer and created this child named aradia aradia i don't know how to pronounce it um and aradia was the first witch and diana she symbolically as the goddess is one that sympathizes for the oppressed like she stands for justice which is what wonder woman does as well right in fact at the beginning of uh, Justice League, you see her standing on Lady Justice, which again is <laughs> symbolic of the this this Semiramis or the goddess or the Statue of Liberty. Um, yeah, well, she has a rope of truth or whatever too, doesn't she? That, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, fantastic. that's right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, castle. so so she she wants to give this gift to mankind to fight against the Catholic Church, and she does this by teaching this this woman Aradia teaches her witchcraft and she becomes the first witch um so that, that that's a curious thing that we've got this goddess entity in the film um and uh you know she kept she kept my interest in the film we'll say because uh, i got bored of <laughs> through half of it but uh it, you know you see other symbols like the x with the o which is i know this is like kind of heavy occult stuff but kenneth grant who was an alistair crowley acolyte he he talks about the power of fusing the X with the O and calling upon this goddess archetype of Isis in this in a you know in this other dimension. And you know, when one does this, they can ask Isis for favors to, you know, bring about whatever they desire. Again, we're talking about like kind of ritual magic ideas, which it, it sounds kind of wacky, but the these these occultists are into this stuff, right? They believe it really, really works. Um, and there's some other things I saw in the film, like, uh, obviously the, the, the main plot is about these cubes, right? These mother cubes, uh, and cubes are the symbol for Saturn and Saturn is very important in the Illuminati occult doctrine because Saturn 
which is was at one time the sixth planet from the sun uh, from the Earth. It was uh, considered the other. It was sort of the the satanic archetype because it was at the time the furthest they could see out, um, and it was kind of the 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 planet that was cast aside, sort of like uh, Satan or Set from the Egyptian mythology, because uh, Set was the the god of the you know lower Egypt out in the deserts. Uh, but anyways, Saturn plays a very important role in the Illuminati doctrine, and Saturn was the necessary evil that was able to transform our world through the introduction of material concepts and and constructs such as time or you know the sciences even. Uh, so in the film in Justice League, these cubes they they they're they're tracked down by the the villain Steppenwolf who has the horns on his head, just like Satan, you know? Hmm. Um, and, and then in the film, you see these, these parademons that are, that are Steppenwolf's, uh, you know, soldiers or whatever. And they make a very curious line in the film. They say that these creatures feed on fear. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, follow David Icke and his talk about the archons, which is all like Gnostic principles and, and they believe in this sort of Saturnian force as well. And uh, they, they believe that these Archon demons, they do feed on fear. And that's why, you know, David Icke claims that that's why the, uh, we, we have all these wars and this constant upheaval is because it, it feeds these shape-shifting lizard people, you know? Hmm. Yeah, it also, it also changes your blood, right? And uh, there's all that stuff about adrenochrome and people drinking fearful blood as well yeah right right which you know one could argue because you've got the bohemian grove thing where they do this supposed mock sacrifice of a child every year to this giant stone owl <laughs> i mean i don't know it's weird stuff right <laughs> yeah that's just oh it's only who's attending oh it's only global leaders and and uh <laughs> business big ceos and businessmen probably and leaders of our politics i mean it's Bezos. unbelievable I don't, Bezos, I don't know. Is it? It's just crazy. Yeah, I think Richard Nixon said it was the queerest thing he's ever been to. Yeah, <laughs> queer. So <laughs> you couldn't, get, <laughs> you couldn't that, say that <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm quoting. I wonder if so queer. Yeah. I think queer meant strange back then. It's no wonder you got kicked off YouTube, yeah. Isaac. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of control, man. Yeah, yeah. Right. out of control. Yeah. Huh. Didn't Alex Jones sneak into Bohemian Grove? Yeah. Supposedly he did. Oh, yeah, I've seen the video. Um, Him and what's the I, other I guy's question name? how he did that. Ron something? Because he's part of the Council on Foreign Relations or whatever the fuck it is. CNP? The CNFR? Or CNP, whatever. no. Not the CFR, the CNP. Council on National Policy. He's on one of them. Yeah. Anyway. Which is interesting that he got shut down. Which, are you on one of those secret... Organizations, organizations, eyes. Oh, not yet, not okay. yet. They haven't invited me yet. You would tell us if you were, right? <laughs> oh no, I'm selling out right away. I'm cashing in all my chips. Yeah. Boom. Lying to everybody. Come on the Great America Show first yeah. when you're ready to tell the story of. Yeah, yeah. When they do come to you, go in there first. Get a little bit of info. Maybe go to a sacrifice or two. Come on the show. <laughs> Let it all out. Uh, I, I think if there was anything that was going to go down, I don't think they'd be inviting me. I think uh, they'd be paying me a visit, and that would be it for me. <laughs> Once again, Isaac is not looking to kill himself. <laughs> <at> <laughs> Just <all>. to clarify, <laughs> yeah. 
Right on. Well, uh, big thanks for coming on the show, Isaac. Hopefully you don't get us kicked off everything. And uh, Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, definitely. Where can people find you now then? Can you give us the guys a rundown of where you are? Like, did you start a new YouTube? Are you going to do anything like that? Or are you just saying, fuck them? Are you on BitChute? No, the problem is it's like nobody's on anything but YouTube. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I've got a DTube and Steam it set up, but I haven't published much on there yet because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what makes the most sense here. Uh, yeah. But if people are trying to find me, go to IlluminatiWatcher.com and sign up for the email newsletter uh, because I control the email lists. They can't take that away from me. Like no one's kicking me off of there. They can kick me off the podcast. They can kick me off of, uh, I mean, apparently off the website, Jay Dyer got kicked off. Uh, but my email list stays with me. That's mine. So sign up for that. They can't take that away. And, um, you know, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram at Isaac Weishaupt. Twitter is at Illuminati eyes. Uh, but you know, all those things are, could be very temporary. I don't know. They keep kicking people off of these things. So well, on the podcast, did you mention the podcast? Yeah, I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean. Uh, the show's called Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture. Yeah. And Patreon, of course, I'm doing the Patreon thing because that's, uh, that's the other backup plan. But again, like I, I question how long that's going to last. Yeah, exactly. I was wondering about that too. I wanted to talk a little bit more about that PayPal and Patreon. Like, there's there's really uh, only a few more moves that they can do that would really shut everybody down. Like, it's not far from you know taking away our funding sources, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Patreon's got a community guidelines as well, so uh, it's just a matter of time before people turn their sights onto those kinds of things. You know. Yeah. So. Interesting if you know the one everyone hated in the beginning ended up being the go to again is gonna could end up being PayPal because PayPal is looking to be closer than a bank currently than a community. So that's yeah. the thing I think PayPal is gonna turn into. It's gonna become become more eventually it's gonna become like as big and powerful as the big banks are. Yeah. Yeah, because you can keep your money in there and transfer it around and stuff like that already. Yeah, it's pretty. It is almost like a bank account right now. It's more like yeah. a bank account than a uh, community. Yeah, but I mean, we're what we're experiencing maybe uh, people getting people leaving leaving PayPal and then we we find out about half of them didn't didn't mean purposely to. leave and then other shows have had this problem as well already where PayPal is saying Which I'd like you know to get we to the bottom saying of. that they yeah. took a, they're saying that we took people off. Sometimes it's people get a new card, but yeah, something weird's going on there. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Check your subscriptions, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Check your subscriptions. Right, right on, Isaac. Isaac. Well, we'll let you get uh, get going. Big thanks for making some time for us and coming on the show, and uh, I, hope, uh, I hope things start coming back around for you. Cool. Thanks. I can't wait to see the, the artwork for this episode. It's going to be a <laughs> picture of me crying a big tear. <laughs> about youtube <laughs> that's a good idea yeah we'll, 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 send, we'll send it to the artist and see what they come up with yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, right yeah, thanks for having me on guys I appreciate okay. it. okay yeah, I thanks man hopefully we can talk again right on okay okay bye-bye okay. bye. Bye. now is our chat isaac illuminata watcher yeah it's good man i like his podcast it's good what's it called again unpopular culture Conspiracy theories and unpopular culture, I think. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Check yeah. that shit out. Check out his Patreon. Support him if you can. Obviously, uh, you know, it's too bad. Hopefully, that kind of stuff doesn't happen to us because right now we wouldn't be able to deal with it.
This is a lot, man. This is the last platform, and and I don't know. This is scary. I'm this telling is why you. You guys need to support the show, so we don't have get erased. <clears throat> we could build some backup infrastructure. I don't even know what that's gonna what that would look like. I mean, what's the world gonna look like when people can't talk about conspiracy theories anymore, or the truth, <laughs> or the truth? No, it's not going to be peaceful because all you hear is bullshit propaganda from the like, other side. It'll be Hunger We'll be games. living in a lie. I mean, Hunger it's, Games, it's, baby. That's what yeah, I hope. I is. know. That's what we're going towards this dystopian uh, world, man. I tell you. I saw, Jay, you know why Jay Dyer got kicked off? I just saw his shirt the other day. No, his hat. It's like a make fun of MAGA, MAGA hat. It was blue and it said, make Orwell fiction again. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I like that. It's, you know, this is crazy, man. Yeah, that's, a, uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it comes around, but definitely uh, why why independent media needs support so it can at least fight back somewhat. Yeah. All right, guys, check out gramerica.ca slash support. Help support us. Help us keep having these conversations. Uh, there's a bunch of different options there. Really does help. Really does uh, keep us going. I wonder and if we had people ads. People falling off. So I wonder we if we had ads, on. right? If we had ads, would they be shutting, taking the ads down, shutting us up already? Probably, right? That's why we don't do ads either. So That's we can talk we about what it. we want to talk about. Yeah. It's their platform. It's like, yeah. like, they're, like they're a network, like they are a TV network. Yeah. That's what they want to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The motherfuckers. All right, guys. Support the show because we need you. All right, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week.
Waking from my routine, I dive into my computer screen. Swimming in us, zero, zeros, and ones. Trying to put together two and two, but I keep getting five. Trying to weave through all the lines from the bad guys in suits in the neck. There must be a glitch in the matrix, a revolutionary dream. Rage against the machine. Don't get comfortable, free thinkers. Rage against the machine. Just won't do for America, for 